0: Chapter 9. Exercise Class The next morning, Holly and I chat about the disastrous welcome party from the night before. My goodness, Glenda was sure needing some therapy last night, Holly says. I say, we were so late I feel bad that she was alone waiting. I had hoped to pick her up and bring it to the hollywood theme party at the Pompeii Cafe. We are so embarrassed at having Miss Roxy's party too. Holly wanted to apologise somehow, so she offers... Maybe take her out to lunch. I say, what she really wants is for someone to attend that pole dancing exercise class of hers. I show Holly the flyer. Oh, I have friends in London who do this. I've always wanted to try, but I'm too embarrassed to try it at home. Just then, Glenda calls. I'm so sorry. You had to let yourselves out last night. We are on our way to Roxy's exercise class. Do you want to come? Then I play the ace in the hole. Holly really wants to try it. At the risk of being down for a two-count with Holly, she acquiesces. We suit up with tight-fitting workout clothing as noted on the flyer and head to the gazebo around the pool. Roxy is there. No other takers. so she is practising when we arrive. Ah, Katie and Holly. What on earth happened last night? You missed a wonderful party. Holly chimes in. We are so sorry. I got interested in the history of Trapea and lost track of time. I wanted to meet you and have always wanted to try pole dancing for exercise. Like I said, Holly is a class actor. Roxy is flattered and excited to teach us. Ladies, let me show you how it's done. I'll guide you throughout the class to be able to do just what you're about to see. She turns on the most risque music you could imagine for an early morning and goes to a pole. Holly and my eyes meet. We hold back on all comments we could have made at that time. Roxy is in her element, sexy show off given the spotlight, even if it is just for us in workout clothes. She smoothly handles the ascent up the pole of the newly erected gazebo, pun intended because it truly was embarrassing what this gazebo was exposed to. She was twisting and turning, holding her position with legs held tight. She leans back and we see her ample breasts change their gravitational pull to where they just missed touching her chin. She sees with her upside-down eyes Glenda, who has just appeared through the gate. Glenda is dressed in a bright pink spandex leotard that she had held since the 80s, her hair in a band and glittering bronze tights on her legs. A sight to behold. She watches Roxy as she approaches. Roxy dismounts and turns off the music. Ah, Glenda, you missed a great party. Why didn't you come? I promised Katie and Holly I would wait for them, and they arrived very tired after their day at Tropea, Roxy reiterates. Well, of course, one day in Tropea, and Glenda finishes her sentence, is not really enough time. I try hard not to roll my eyes. As the class commences, Roxy is very friendly and helpful in trying to explain how to approach and hold the pole. We each step forward and grab onto a pole. I look up and see metal struts supporting the gazebo canopy. Roxy turns on the music. Pole dancing is difficult. I can see why it takes great strength. Glenda, not about to be shown up by Roxy in front of this honored guest, is determined to ascend the pole. She tries, but cannot get the right grip. She tries again, but still not. Then the third time, she takes a leap to try to get higher. At which point, the pole comes out of place, leaning forward. With Glenda hanging on, the canvas canopy starts to rip as if in slow motion the whole of the gazebo lunges. Holly and I jump free. Paralyzed with surprise, we see the gazebo slide with a great forward thrust with Glenda at the base of a pole, whilst the canopy falls down over her head and the pole crashes to the ground. We all immediately try to free Glenda whilst trying to control our laughter. A dishevelled Glenda crawls from under the canopy as mad as a raging bull. She staggers to her feet and storms off, shouting at Roxy every imaginable expletive for involving her in her stupid idea. Roxy looks at her straight faced. Who'll fix the gazebo? We all explode into laughter. Over the next three days, there is no ability for pretence with Holly. She had seen the Oasis of the Gods in all its glory. These two competing divas, the collapsing canopy and the drive through zombie land, said it all. We sat at the table on my back patio until the wee hours that night. We drank local locale wine and ate the freshest seafood from the area. I realised that Holly likes to talk about her dogs, because they were closest to her heart, more than any man. Women our age usually had seen it all and rarely had anything special happen in our relationships. Holly asked, Met any men here worth talking about? I laughed. Ha! The locals here are businessmen mostly from the same family, if you catch my drift. Not that I minded them noticing me when I walked through town. Most people thought I was brought in by some powerful businessman in the town anyway. And I didn't completely mind that illusion. I love adventure and adventurous people. Holly was a powerful woman with the ability to have films greenlit. She travelled the world, meeting interesting and creative people. When she got home, it was special just to be adored by her dogs, each to their own, but I was ripe for a new adventure. The drive back to the airport was bittersweet. To see my life through her eyes gave me a new lease to make something special of my time here. This place was challenging me, somehow outside of the film projects that had been challenging me in the past. I could see that I was changing, I wondered what was in store, but felt refreshed to face it. Like the Italians at the airport, we hug goodbye. Well, I know that would have changed so far anyway.